All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special Sunday edition of Crypto with English. I'd like to warmly welcome a Miami-based artist, an NFT artist in particular. Now, you may have seen some of her pieces floating around social media. I know I have. I'd like to introduce to you all Maria Tokareva. She is a up-and-coming and you could say getting close to a mainstream type of an NFT artist. Now, she is the engineer and architect behind the Miss Frey collection. And if you haven't seen it already, it is a collection of cartoonish females um, in different colors and in different styles. But they all have the same theme linking them together. So today we're going to get into the weeds about NFT art, NFT collections, what makes a collection? Oh, there you go. What makes... I have them here. Right. <laughs> I see that. And what makes a collection a collection? Like, what makes it work? So we're going to get into the nitty-gritty about her background, the inspiration behind Miss Frey, and, and also for any NFT artists up and coming, and they're trying to figure out this new Web3 metaverse blockchain environment, maybe some tips on how some of those out there can get started because Maria definitely has her own type of, I guess you could say, hero's journey from start to now. And, you know, we're very much looking forward to the next chapter and how everything plays out this year. And just to keep everybody in mind, too, she does have her own gallery in Miami as well. So, like I said, for, especially for those in South Florida, as a betting man, I'm quite sure you have seen at least one or two of her pieces somewhere in Miami. So, Maria, thank you very much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Adam. I'm really happy to be here. I'm really happy to share about the Mistra Collection and how this whole thing came out to be and the people behind it. And I'm going to show, like, these are the stickers that I made from the collection. I wanted right. to bring the collection, like, to the <laughs> physical world because I feel like it's important to be able, like, to hold something and to touch yes. it and to, like, physically feel what it is. And, for example, this message one is Love is Real, which is one of the messages that I want to bring to this world. This one is Dreams Come True. And yeah. it all ties together to to the reason why I created the collection and, and the, the type of work that I do behind just the artwork, but how I want to inspire people to believe in themselves, to know that every single dream that they have, it's possible and it can be true. And through these very um, kind of funky girls that are colorful <laughs> right. and they're very unique because like each one of them has a different emotion, has a different story, like all of us, right. you know, have a life that that is very different so very unique Absolutely. so that's where it all comes from and I, and yeah i'm really excited to be here well listen uh, and i am glad that you're here so if you could tell everybody what is the inspiration behind miss frey and if you'd like in a moment i can do a screen share that shows the miss frey website and the specific nft section if you find that helpful okay okay that would be perfect that would be great okay. yes sure so, so the inspiration behind the project is that we want to create a community based in people that believe in the magic of the universe, which is the power of believing in ourselves. Right. And 
I want to encourage them that to know that their dreams can come true, that love is real, that we together, like as a big family, can help each other, can inspire each other, can bring more artists and also more female artists to the space of NFTs and bring them an opportunity to to know that there is a world out there that is very incredible and very powerful and it's a technology that a lot of people should know how to use because this really is the future um some of Absolutely. our paintings are already being showcased in people's homes in uh, in the metaverse which is right. one of like the coolest things like <laughs> we, we get those pictures or those videos of like a home tour in the metaverse and they have the misfred nft right there right and right it's just like you know to me as an artist it's a dream come true to be able to see my paintings in people that are so far away from me because back in the days i was limited to the location right so unless you were here in miami you were coming to my event right you couldn't really see what i was doing uh, only you know like on social media but it's not the same as being there and feeling it and, and seeing it for yourself so that's why i decided to make these stickers because like, i wanted to you know remind people like yes we are kind of in this transition to the metaverse and online and digital but still like i was born in the in the 90s so like to me, it's very important to hold to these memories, to have like pictures with Polaroids sure. and things like that. That's awesome. So we, yeah. Yes, yes continue. <laughs> I just wanted to say that uh, okay. one of the things that we want to bring with this collection is that we want to bridge the gap between the real art world and the NFT world and show um, the talented artists of the real world that there's also this incredible opportunity to be able to be known in the world through through the blockchain, through the NFTs, through the metaverses, through the like online museums and galleries that we have been creating in partnership with other businesses as well, which is one of my favorite things because we get to collaborate with people that are building different things that kind of like complement the NFT world. So right. there are games, there are there are a bunch of like different experiences that you can have in the i guess online reality but still feeling like what we're doing right now right we're doing this live stream you are in new york i'm in miami but right. we're here in the same space and the same time together right and uh i have to say uh as somebody who was born in the mid 80s so i look at the collection it reminds me of maybe a few cartoons i can't uh i can't exactly put my finger on it but i do notice um, some of the, some of the figures are clothed, are clothed, rather. Some of them are naked. Was that intentional? 100% because, okay. um, my real, my real life paintings, like I would call them IRL paintings. They, uh, they show the women, most of them are naked. Like all of them are naked. I always paint them sure. like, I'm going to show you. This is a, this is a, a, a shoehorn <laughs> right. and it's like one of these girls and i like to make them naked because for me it's like we come to this world naked right we yes. have our feelings and we create memories as we go and we create like a persona or we create ourselves how we want to experience this reality and who we want to be whether there is a doctor an artist uh, you know whatever it choose to be but we at the end of the day we all come naked and I feel like that's such a pure way to to be just you, right. know, you are here and this is what you have. But I have fun with fashion and I love fashion. So sure. um, I did gave them a lot of different outfits and accessories to play with. 
but the naked ones are actually very rare in this collection. So if you get a naked one, it's very special. Hold on okay, got it. So <laughs> understood. So what was it like, I guess you can say, you know, putting this idea together, the time and energy, and I guess you could say, you know, anywhere from, I guess you could say the penciling or coloring, like what processes are going through your head with uh, each and every individual piece? So it's, um, I would say like it's a trance that I go into because I start by inspiring myself with colors and I start to choose like different colors and play with that. And then it just goes from there. And it, sometimes it's like a meditation, you know, when you're doing right. yoga and you're just breathing and you don't really know exactly where you are, what you're doing, but you're just in the flow. That's exactly what right. happens to me when I paint and then then I realized it and I look at them and I was like, oh, okay, so these are all the different emotions that I was going through, I guess, in my mind or my memories as I was painting them. So it's, it's really fun for me to do it. That's my favorite part of the project to wow. create the, the artworks. Wow, that's awesome. And how long have you been practicing as an artist? <laughs> So I've been painting all my life since I can remember, since I was very, very young. I went to like painting school when I was seven, eight, nine years old, and then I dropped it. Then I went into fashion. And then seven years ago, when I moved to Miami, I went to Winwood and I say, and I saw all these people painting everywhere, like big walls in all of like every corner, there's a different mural. Right. And I'm like thinking, wow, you know, these people, they they are creating, they're being supported by other people to do what they really love to do. Right. And I say, what if I can be one of those people do like, can I paint every single day of my life and never get tired of it? And I found out that, yes, I can. <laughs> and I started doing it. I started painting just in my room. I said to myself, I'm going to do a 21 day challenge where I'm just going to paint every day and see what happens. And after 21 days, I understood, yes, this really is something that I can do and I can never get tired of creating. Like, so that was like understanding how to express myself as an artist. That's what came out. And from there, just participating in different art fairs, putting on my own events, uh, painting on clothes, because right. I thought, you know, the best way for people to interact with art is wearing it. They become the piece of art. It becomes a conversation piece right so most of my early paintings are actually on clothes and the people who, yeah, and I who, saw that. who bought those clothes they would be they would tell me like i would never sell these i rarely wear it because it's an art piece and i'm like oh my god yeah <laughs> it's, yeah it's so cool that people think that that's awesome so and not to get too philosophical here but you know when i've spoken with artists they do uh tend to repeat this uh overall theme painting what they feel. So in your case, what are you feeling when, uh, when you, when you, I guess you could say you have an idea, you're going to create a piece, let's say it's part of Miss Frey or, or something else. Is there uh is there like a consistent, maybe general feeling you have or that you want to communicate? 100%. Love. Love. 100%. That's like my, my one emotion that I feel like I came to this world to experience and to me that's the most powerful feeling and emotion and, and and energy in this world because love 
it really can be experienced in so many different ways. It can right. be beautiful. It can be painful. It can be challenging. It can be fulfilling. So there's like a very wide range of emotions that you can feel love through and experiences. So that's why the different expressions in the faces of the mitzvah, because at the end of the day, everything is love, but not all the moments are felt in the same way or perceived loved in the same way. Right. And, you know, love can be layered. Love can be complicated. So, and I look at the pictures and the different coloring and the different styles, some are naked, maybe uh, that means they're either more vulnerable or maybe more open and some who are clothed. Maybe that means certain people are more guarded or certain people are less trusting. I don't know. I might be looking a little too deep in it, but, you know, kind of taking kind of taking what you're saying. Like That's kind of how I'm uh, how I'm trying to grasp it at the moment. I love that. I love your I love your perception of this collection. I really like it. That's, that's a really good good to hear. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, like I said, um, this is, you know, your art pieces. I've seen them around social media for quite a while. And in fact, a, a mutual good friend of both of ours, in fact, uses it as her avatar. So, uh, you know, to say the least, you know, these pieces of, you know, Miss, the Miss Frey collection is is getting a decent amount of, of visibility to, you know, to say the very least. And, you know, going through your website, I noticed that you use Solana. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that and why Solana? And I will say this, um, a lot of them, a lot of I guess you can say pieces of NFT art, they're on Ethereum, but, you know, people do complain about Ethereum, like gas fees and things like that. So you can tell me, uh, you know, some of your thinking about exactly. that. Exactly. Yes. So when back in the day, last year, when all our team came together and we were thinking about how we were going to launch the collection, what would be the best way, we wanted to launch the collection fairly fast because we just were so excited about it we all wanted to do something you know on the same page we really right. it was so magical all my life i pretty much wanted a group of people that had the same vision the same the same um, power like to, to make passion. this yeah. dream come true exactly exactly so and when i found it we we said you know what ethereum for sure because of the gas fees and because our budget for this collection, we didn't have like an unlimited budget to create it. So right. we wanted to make sure that we we, we were going to do something that was very like a lot of quality that was safe, like security was one of the number one priorities for us. So the team that we find to actually create and put together the back end of the collection. So I did the artwork, but there's a lot of things to do the contract, like the NFT, the digital contract that goes embedded into each one of the NFTs. Yeah. So for that, we decided that Solana was going to be uh, the, the faster way for us to do it. And also, like, for the people who mint, the gas fees are pretty much minimal. So right. So that's why we wanted to do it. And, and yeah, so far it worked out pretty well. I think people yeah. have no complaints about it. You know, it's easy to mint. You go to a website, you click it, you connect your phantom wallet or your slope wallet, and you just can have it right there and now phantom released a wallet for the for the phones so now you can have it on your phone and it's like you can interact more with it right and you're are you talking about the phantom wallet yeah the phantom okay wallet. okay got it oh that's 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 awesome and uh i think that's a very good alternative especially uh in in light of a lot of the feedback about ethereum you know speed issues the gas issues and you know and things like that so 
as far as you know showcasing your art you know showcasing uh miss fray um why let's say you know why let's say, why miami so i know you're already down there but you know maybe some people would say oh why not do this in new york why not do this in san francisco or or los angeles so what was right. uh, some of your thinking Okay, so when I was 21, I moved to Seattle. I lived there for four years. It was too cold for me. Yeah, I went I living in, to Los Angeles. After that, I moved to Los Angeles for eight months. And I don't know, I didn't really found the click there. I didn't found like that much inspiration. It was like to me very, I don't know, not to say basic, but it was for me, in my opinion. Sure. It was just a basic city that, you know, was not inspired by. And yeah. then when I went to Miami, just I just felt like I was home. I was born in Russia. I lived in Colombia. I lived in many different places. Wow. Like I love traveling, but I never felt like I was home anywhere else. But when I came to Miami, I just felt it like the, the, the weather, the people. It's such an international place. There's always something going on. It's a 24 hour, you know, art city. There's always art events going on. So I feel right. like for me, it, that was it. I just like. I knew I was going to live here for a really, really long time. That was going to be my home base. That's awesome. And since you've been making art before, I guess you could say the NFT craze and the NFT trends, what are some of the obstacles for an artist? So if you're creating a collection, you want people to look at it. And ideally, you want people to, to start buying pieces of your art. How expensive is it to really get started up? Uh, what what I guess you can say art galleries and art houses um, should you know um, as you get started or before you get started? You know, things like that. Okay, so in the NFT world, it's very much different than in the IRL world because the way that I started, the way that I did it was I got chosen to participate at this art fair called Export X Contemporary during Art Battle 2000. 2016 so for me it was like okay this is i just need to create pieces i need to bring them there and the challenge yes. back in the days was that you know first you have to invest the money in the materials then money in transportation then money to applying to these art fairs and like there's just a lot of cost that goes behind right. art working in the real life it just you know, if you want to create a very big piece like Jackson Pollock that you, you oh, know, yeah. these pieces are massive. Right. Like you have to think about like later on, if you want to ship it somewhere, that's going to be a lot of, you know, costs right. to that. But with the NFT collection, it's everything is digital. So you don't have stock, you don't have, you know, everything is just very much more accessible. And the way to interact with it is, a little bit different you still can have a print of it so that's why uh when you mean the nfts one of our challenges in the nft collection was the high resolution quality right. so when you upload your collection into airwave that's a service for you to have your collection there because you cannot have your nfts collection in a website because let's say this website you know right. something happens or it goes down so like what's going to happen to your nfts so they have to be in a place that is going to be there forever for like for right. you know, hundreds of years at least so um airwave is the system but what it does is it compresses the, the quality of the nfts as as you kind of upload them there 
Right. And and then we have to create a channel specifically for people to request high resolution images so that way they have the contract NFT with a little bit lower resolution, but then we give them the high resolution in case they want to do a print of it or they want to interact with it in some other way. Got it. And as far as your physical collection, you know, Miss Frey paintings, what materials mm -hmm. go into that? Um, you know, as far as, you know, paints or the canvas that you use or, you know, any other type of like additional gear or, you know, brushes you have to use. Oh, my gosh. I have. Or I'm going to show you some of the tools. Sure. So these. So I use these to cut cable that sometimes I put in there. I like to use different random things. This is a wood panel. And so I wow. like painting in wood panel because it's like very, it's a lot of fun. This painting, for example, is, uh, it's called, uh, what is it? It's called, have you seen the cup of my pen? <laughs> and it's, it's a, it's a um, pencil that has been like, it's been broken. And you see like, this is kind of like the ink that went into the floor and these are different yeah. pieces of the pencil. And then, but the cap is missing and the cap is not in the painting. But if you really look close by, the cap is actually here on the side. Wow. Right yeah. There. So it's, so it's like kind of like conceptual. So it's like, it makes you think like, oh, where is this cap? And then where you find it, it's like, oh, okay. So yeah, I like to use, honestly, all type of different things. I have this crayon pens over here that is like a lipstick. It goes very smooth. Right. <laughs> and then I wow. have acrylic paints. I have neon paints. I have all types of different brushes, scissors. Like I can show you, this is my lovely collection. These are my favorite brushes, actually. This one is uh, to use with ink. These other ones are like for very, very fine details. I right. also have spray cans. I have this. I'm going to show you the last one. It's yeah, by all my means. favorite gold paint. <laughs> This is my very special gold paint. That is <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah, so I guess I have a bunch of things that I interact with. So I will call it like mixed media. Right. That's pretty cool. So in terms of the physical art pieces of Miss Frey, is, is there like an estimate? Like how long does each piece take? If you could come up with like a number, like on average. Okay, well, it really depends. Like... My first painting that I have ever painted, my first canvas that I painted here in Miami, it took me three years and a half to finish it. And wow. between those three years and a half, it got stolen by oh. an art dealer. And I had to break in his art gallery while he wasn't there and take my painting back. And it, it, he had given my painting to another artist to paint wow. over it. And I'm assuming because the painting itself, I had written on top of it the words, this is stolen art as a conceptual way to yeah. let people think that this artwork was stolen, but it actually got stolen after the fact that right. I wrote on it. And then <laughs> I had to steal it back and I ended up painting just this beautiful like blue uh, with the clouds. So it'd be so kind of like, like art imitating life <laughs> in many ways. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. So that, that was fun. And so, yeah. And so my other pieces take me four years because they, in, in real life, I don't paint unless I have the urge to express myself through painting. So I don't sit there and say, okay, I'm going to paint the Mona Lisa or I'm going to paint 
a bridge. No, I just, I have a feeling and I have to express it and whatever comes out of it, then that's going to be artsy. So I don't premeditate what I'm going to do. Right. And, and that definitely, that definitely makes a lot of sense, especially if you're, if you're playing around different themes, different emotions, or, you know, even if you're toying around different inspirations in your head, I would imagine it's kind of like a case by case type of scenario. Uh, and I would imagine yes. some are probably faster uh, than others to say the least. Of course, of course. Yeah. No, I have like different pieces over here. I can show you sure. that it takes me like 10, 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. And uh, let's see. You see, these artworks, I actually used flowers from real flowers to create these ones. Oh, wow. That's so pretty these cool. These ones are more abstract. Yeah, and these ones I can just sit down and I can finish uh, one of these in like, you know, five minutes, ten minutes. Right. But yeah, this is this was my collection of of my spread flowers. And then right. I mix them with some paint as well. Oh wow, these. that's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, yeah. That's incredible, I have to say. So would it would it be fair to say this that on oh What's that one? I just wanted to show you this piece has, um, I think you'll appreciate it. This is like a mic, you know, <laughs> like those foamy things that you put in the sure. mic. Yeah. Yeah. This is like inside of the piece. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Very, very cool. And uh, would it be fair to say that like on a daily basis, you're at least painting or stenciling or sketching something related to your craft? 100%. I love to write as well. So I have like probably 15 of these books of yeah. diaries that I write, that I sketch, that I put my ideas in. And yeah. I can go back in like a couple of years ago and go back and read the books and things that I have written there have happened in my life like years yeah. after. But it's funny because when it's it's a way to create magic when you when you spell right when you write sure it's it's you're engraving an idea into the real world and when you read it or you think about it when you share it you're bringing that same idea with sound and then eventually you're gonna physically see that idea come to life after all those steps wow that's incredible when when it comes to art you know Obviously, some pieces can sell for the hundreds of thousands and the millions, some for, let's say, more, you know, more modest costs. What makes a collection or a piece like what gives it its value, so to say? You know, when you're an artist, you're starting to climb up and I'm sure you're experiencing this now. You're, you're starting to develop a larger customer base. You know, these are going to be returning customers who are going to have some sort of emotional attachment and they're going to want to acquire as much of that collection as possible. So I, I understand that there's an emotional connection. And I think as humans, there's an emotional connection to want to collect, especially if it's, if it's kind of an overarching, you know, theme of sorts. So I'm kind of wondering, you know, as, as an outsider, um, what, what determines the dollar value of a piece of art? Okay, that's a great question. And um, I can tell you that there are many different factors that influentiate the price or, or the value that you give to something. But 
you first have to start looking at this artist trajectory. So, sure. because most of the, for example, the, the NFT collections that we see out there on the Solana or the Ethereum network, there are graphic designers or illustrators that put on collections. But there are very few artists that have had an art career in the real world with like art exhibits and like renowned articles and participating in different uh, charities as well. So it builds up the, the life of the career. And I feel like that's why you see artists for millions of dollars, but there are also people who have been being artists all their life. So like 40 years in the game, 50 years in the game. I have seven years in the game. So I consider myself a very young artist. I'm like, you know, just, this is just the beginning of my career. But at the same time, I've already participated in more than like 50 different art between art fairs and art events and art exhibits and speaking in art panels as well. So um, it comes like, I feel like it's the weight of your experience as an artist and how many people have seen your art work in a way like because if you have showcased them in big art first so to me personally what gives my artworks the value is the places that they have been because i've been moving obviously around the places where i live through my whole art career and i have to take all these paintings with me everywhere (laughs) and sometimes i don't have the space where to put them so i have to either you know go to to some friends and my friends can like put them in their walls for for a while (laughs) or i'm giving them to different restaurants that have requested to have some of my pieces and i feel like in my personal opinion like for me that's what gives my artworks their value the the places that they have been and the stories that they have gathered wow so even the paintings have their own journey too much like uh, we as people Yes, I feel like sometimes they choose exactly where they want to be. Like I would paint something and I don't know why, but then when I find the person who falls in love with that piece or the person who's meant to collect it, then I realize like, wow, that's why I made this piece for this person to have this moment and just, you know, have some kind of uh, emotional experience with it. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And as far as your personal journey, are there any famous artists that have inspired you or influenced your work? So whether it's a Picasso or a Van Gogh or a Degas or, 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 or Rembrandt or, you know, you know, I guess you could say artists along those lines. Yes, for sure. Uh, one of the artists that definitely have inspired me is uh, Duchamp, Marcel Duchamp. He is a French conceptual artist and his story is beautiful because he never really cared about being a famous artist and like having a name. He just cared about having fun and just doing whatever he wanted to do. And he did it and he inspired so many other artists (laughs) to become who those other artists were. So he's definitely one of my first people that as his like life story really inspired me and then jackson pollock i love his work his abstract huge oh, works yeah. are very impressive to me um basquiat as well uh, some okay. people when they see my my paintings in real life they have told me that they remind themselves of 
of Basquiat. And, and yeah, so those, those for sure, I guess my top ones that I feel like influenced me. And other people like in the fashion world, Chanel's story, Chanel's biography also made a really like impact in my life. Oh, that's awesome. And, it's, and in terms of Actually, art- Actually, let me tell you yes, something, something, something funny. Sure. Because we're speaking a lot. I was speaking about this French artist. The word Miss Fre is a French word that means cool. So Fre is Fre. <laughs> it means like it's cool, but cool in a, in the weather, you know, it's something fresh. Something yeah. Cool. And I wanted to adopt this world and mix it with like the English Miss to to like feel that I'm I'm bringing something fresh, something cool to this. Right. Space. Uh, I, 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 I like that. And you know, it's funny when you look at the photo, I guess you could say the paintings, the portraits of Miss Frey, it is, you could as you could say, a cool, chilly, you know, look on her face too. It's, you know, I think, I think the eyes are more expressive. The face is kind of still in comparison, but my takeaway from it is if I look at Miss Frey, a lot of the eyes are communicating a lot because the, the facial expressions to me looks serious or you know looks pensive you know like this individual's thinking of something but it's the eyes i think that are telling the story from from the looks of it because that's what really because that's i think the the first thing you notice right and you know why because the eyes are the windows of the soul and the soul cannot lie the soul expresses itself through the eyes so that's why there are people who are very good with reading people's emotions through their eyes eyes don't lie right yeah that's 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 very true that's a very hard thing to hide i think people can mask maybe facial expressions whether it's in their cheeks or around their mouth or their jaw but uh the eyes that's really uh that's really a hard one to fake i don't think that is really one you know your i guess you can say the expressions in your eyes um that i don't think that can really be faked and uh that definitely makes a lot of sense uh, when looking at this, which is which is really cool, I have to say. And for 2022, what goals have you set out for yourself as an artist for the Miss Frey collection and perhaps upcoming or new collections that you have in mind? 100%. So for this year, we are planning to open the Miss Frey DAO with all of our first art collectors and people that have invested in this collection Uh, we have a beautiful community on discord we're so happy that they're going to be able to decide further on with this project which other artists we're going to bring from the real art life space into the nft space um so with that the the people with these collections will will have exclusive uh benefits for all of our future collections they're going to have uh, widely spots preferences also we're gonna do airdrops as well uh awesome. i'm gonna i came up with this thing it's called the magic potion so so we're gonna what's the magic, the potion? magic potions so you know how the apes had the the mutant serum the magic potion is pretty much something that i it was inspired in it to make your misspray <laughs> like to, to create some some magic so when you mix the mystery nft with the magic potion something something else will come out you don't oh know that's it. very cool i'm it's definitely looking forward to seeing yes, that yes, yes. so also we're launching the mystery marketplace 
because as we're going to create different NFT collections with others, uh, partnership with other artists, uh, we want to give a 0% fee for our marketplace for the people that are going to have the, the holders of the NFT collection. And we coming up also with the Freck coin. So the Freck coin the you're Freck going coin. to- Talk about that. You can buy NFT collections with the Freck coin and real merch in the metaverse and the real life. We're partnering with uh, launching our first NFT uh, metaverse collection. So you can wear Miss Fred for your avatar, or you can also have the garments shipped to you and wear it in real life, which is, I think that's my, my most exciting thing that's coming out this year for the project. That's awesome. So in this uh, ecosystem, if you're using Frey coins, so to say, which I think is really cool, what benefits are there to using, let's say, let's say Frey coin to buy a Miss Frey NFT versus like somebody using Bitcoin to buy it? So we're going to have a stake stacking, stacking, oh, staking? The coin for, yeah, staking yeah. <laughs> for the mix coin and the NFT and uh, people can get daily rewards if they stake the nice. coin and yeah, so. Wow, that's what's gonna be in the making. More information coming soon, but that's like right. And here. and you know, by the way, I know uh, I know some of this is probably gonna be a little bit on the hush hush side because it's in the process. But I presume it's gonna be made based off of a Solana uh, blockchain, or is there something else in mind? So right now our collection is on the Solana blockchain. Okay. Uh, the second collection that we're launching as well is gonna be in the Solana blockchain. Um, but we are open to have also collaboration with ethereum or polygon there's also a diamond app so there are different different ways that we're going to to allow different people from different coin lovers to, to have misread coins and misbenefits right and i have to say these are very very ambitious projects and you already have a lot of momentum going on for you so i would suggest to anybody check out maria tokareva on instagram on twitter and you could also check out individually the miss frey collection on twitter and instagram and all the other major platforms so with all of these projects going on and i always like to ask the next set of questions because it's always good to kind of encapsulate and conceptualize the entrepreneur's journey and which is also, in fact, what you're doing. So what were some of the biggest obstacles you hit along the way? Well, one of the biggest obstacles for sure has been marketing. I feel like um, the marketing strategy for most people that sell out NFT collection is put a lot of money into influencers and people right. just DMing everyone with, you know, uh, buy this NFT or, you know, hyping it up, right? which I feel like it's not really for us the way to go because our mission is not just sell out an NFT collection and disappear. We just, we want to build the community. We want to do it like step by step and we understand, and we also don't have the, the marketing budget to do what other people do. So right. that was one of the challenges to see, to see kind of like a lot of people taking advantage of the this new space and a lot of like promoters 
saying, yes, we're going to help you. And then at the end of the day, they just want right. to charge no the money, you know, right. there's, yeah, like most of their followers could be bots. And so there's a lot right. of people who at the beginning you would think like, oh, they just, they want to help us. But then you realize like, no, they don't really care about, they, they have hundreds of people lined up to just, you know, and, and all, yeah. all the flippers, the, the JPEG flippers, as they call them, <laughs> um, people that only want to buy and then sell for maybe right. like 0.1, 0.2 X more. They don't really care about the project. They just want to have like a, a flip. You know, like I, right. It's like it's like it's like day trading for like art for like for like art collectors. That's what it that's what it looks like to me. <laughs> exactly, and 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 that actually takes the value of the collection down because if there is not not going to be demand on the secondary market if people just flip it for you know for whatever. Wow. And that's one of the the challenges. So yeah, so like we we rather give the community value through through different workshops that we're doing, through panels, through events, through like, uh, for example, for Art Basel last year, which I think it wasn't even Art Basel anymore. It was like Crypto Week because everything was about right. NFTs and they're like, all the artworks were just, you know, 90% NFTs, 10% artworks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but we did participate with a Beat Basel, with Decentral. I was a speaker along with, um, Duncan Cock, uh, he's the co-founder of Nifty Gateway and oh, yes. Nicole Sales. She's um, the business director for, for Christie's. And that was a really good panel. That was something that it wow. was my first time speaking in public. And I felt like I was so nervous, but it went really good. Um, we were with Loading Festival on the beach with Unrevealed, which was, I feel like, one of the biggest ones after Decentral. And um, the fake art agency, we also did um, exhibited with them. So it was, it was a lot of things going on. And, you know, Miami here is, I feel like, the crypto city in the yeah. United States. There's so many events going on every single weekend. And the FTX Arena, like American Airlines Arena, they changed their name. Now it's FTX. Right. <laughs> I, feel like <laughs> I'm, I, I feel like I'm in the right place for now. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I think otherwise people would expect areas like, you know, New York or San Francisco or other places to be like the next uh, tech hub. But Miami has really assumed that role in a, in a very, very smooth and you could say colorful way. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of enthusiasm with this space. And Miami seems to be at the center of it. So, you know, you're exactly where you need to be. You're exactly in the in the right place to, uh, you know, say the, in the right least. place. Yeah. yeah. 2017, I was invited. 2018, I was invited for the blockchain shift. It was hosted in Manawi in what is one of the biggest right. places to like to, to, to do any kind of fairs. And um, I had no idea about NFTs. I, you know, knew about Bitcoin and crypto, but not that much. And and I went there and I participated and I showcased my artwork. And from them, I guess it was very big and all the people that were participating kept doing all their art first. And I kept getting invited to showcase my artwork at these crypto events, even though my artwork was not really crypto kind of like driven or I wasn't talking about Bitcoin. I was just right. my girls. And, and 
I always wanted to know like, okay, how can I mix both things together without having to draw like, you know, crypto, crypto stuff? Because most of these crypto artists, they draw things that are related to crypto. Sure. So finally, I was able to mix both of them together through this NFT collection. And That's awesome. That was, that was amazing. And, and kind of going back to the collection aspect, what is the feeling when somebody buys a piece of your art? Now, now it's all good to like, you know, make money off the transaction, but what's the feeling as far as somebody, you know, I guess you can say going to your gallery or going to the website, buying the NFT or buying a piece? There has to be something special or transformative going on because I can only imagine, like if I was to think if I created a piece, somebody walked in and bought it, to keep it, you know, not to flip it or any of those other issues, I would imagine that has to feel amazing. Yes, it's it's, it's the support. It's the yeah. support to know that what I'm doing matters to someone out there, that someone likes it, that it produces happiness to that person, that one of the most beautiful things that somebody wrote about in the collection in the Discord group, they say, you know what? I will never be selling these NFTs. I'm a holder for life. I believe in this project. Right. And that to me is like, wow, you know, they, they don't only like the art, but they also like the message behind it. Um, I don't know if I talk about it, but I'm wearing the, the best day ever best day sweatshirt. Ever. Yeah, talk about that. Talk about that little uh, theme and I guess you could say philosophy of yours. Yes, yes. So some of the girls in the collection have this, saying along them and I just one day wanted to experience a very beautiful amazing day that I decided to name the best day ever and as kind of like an experiment I said what if I start saying every single day to myself as I wake up that today is the best day ever like what's mm -hmm. gonna happen then is it gonna happen and day after day after day your brain kind of like starts picking up the best moments throughout the day and at the end of the day forms the memory of all the amazing things that happen to you which comes to be the best day ever and if every morning i kept repeating myself that my brain automatically would start picking the best things and experiences for me and it's incredible one day after the next would become better than the one before just because I put like this mantra out there or like the belief out there that it happens. And that's one of the things that I want to bring too. like when people look at the art and they say, oh, best day ever. They're like, oh, it reminds them, you know, like oh, today yeah. there is a new opportunity to have the best day ever and to choose to do what you love and to create magic and share it with other people. That's wonderful. And I was wondering, too, since creating a piece of art, it's a very energy intensive, emotionally intensive project, you know, undertaking to do. There has to be something to kind of balance out that. Like, is there something that you do to de-stress yourself, some type of hobby or activity? Because I can imagine if you don't have something like that, probably your head is always going to be obsessing over our 24-7. And I think maybe if that happens, that could probably exhaust people. Like, do a lot of artists have some sort of activity to kind of balance out that intensity, you know, from the week? Well, I, I love to walk every single day. I have a newborn that is three months right now. So every right. morning 
we go on a walk around like one hour, an hour and a half. And I just, you know, feel the breeze. I breathe the air. It's a form of meditation. I also yes. started doing yoga. I used to do yoga before and now I'm getting back into it slowly. So those That's two great. things really, I feel like it's something, it's something that I can channel to that energy as well. Yeah. That's wonderful. And I know we already touched on this, but maybe you can unpack this a little, little bit more. But what are some of your largest successes, or at least what you consider some of your largest successes so far as an artist, as an NFT artist, you know, keeping in mind everything we've discussed so far? Okay. Well, one of the things that I would say is the participation in the in the art fairs during art basel week through the years every single year from the ex-contemporary uh, red dot art fair art decentralized um north miami american bitcoin conference i was also invited to showcase my artworks there um let's see um the blockchain shift in Manam. In Colombia, I also was chosen to do this very cool art exhibit at one of these very famous hotels. It's called the Charlie Hotel in wow. Medellin. And it was always my dream when I saw that they were building this place. I remember it was in construction and I was like, wow, this place is going to be cool. And when they opened in it and then everybody started going, like all the top people started going there. And I went there and I said, you know what? I want my art in this world. Uh, and I think it was yeah. three or four years later, they did, um, they invited different artists to showcase and I was participating and they gave me like the best floor. It was, it was called the 11th floor art exhibit and the 11th floor was the one with all my artworks. Uh, I guess that's one of the highlights of my, of my career, I guess, and my personal goals. Um, I also did a mural in a very dangerous place in Medellin called La Sierra. And there is also a documentary about this, I think, in Netflix. It's been one of the most dangerous wow. neighborhoods that back in the days, nobody could come inside this neighborhood and nobody could come out. It was like you would die, you know, yeah. if you did not live there. Even for food, people were not able to get food. They had to go walking out like to be able to get food to this neighborhood. But um, one of my friends, she does a lot of different charity work. And um, now she had an agreement with with the people in there because it's still a dangerous place, but yeah. now at, you know, you still can have access. And, and she said, we wanted to do an activity with the kids that live there to paint. So I was invited as an artist, we painted with the kids. These kids were That's so happy. Nice. We were just like doing, you know, they were, telling me when are you guys going to come back because for them like they they still cannot have access to go outside of the neighborhood right that was one of the things that to me was like okay wow this is cool <laughs> <laughs> and i want to continue doing it and um also upcoming up um there is a project in mexico on february 22nd in polanco uh, i did a collaboration with a group of photographers that um it's a project for the preservation of animals in, in danger of extinction. It's called oh, Animal nice. Carman, the foundation. And we were given a big photograph of one of the animals in danger of extinction, and we intervened the photograph. And then they did a book 
which which is an augmented reality book that comes with an app. And when you scan the pages of each oh, of the yeah. eyes, you can see I like the those. artworks <laughs> moving. It was so nice. It, they, it took a while to do it. So finally, they're going to have this exhibit and we're going to have an auction for each one of the art pieces. And I'm really excited for that. That's um, awesome. That's yeah, wonderful. I mean, I guess, <laughs> yeah, this is some of the things that like comes to my mind right now that I, I'm proud of. Yeah. And, and I would imagine so far, you probably have a lot of aspiring artists reach out to you or come up to you asking for advice. So do you mentor um, any upcoming artists yourself? Well, when I started, um, maybe like three, four years ago, I've had people come to me that uh, one of their artists, Do What You Love artists here in Miami, yeah. Um, it was very, very cool see the transition of him as, you know, somebody that wanted to create art and then immerse himself fully into being a full-time artist and living from his artworks and doing NFT collections as well. Yeah. I have um, Jafas, which is an artist from Colombia who's very talented. He does beautiful murals, very, like, very colorful too and he has his own characters as well wow. um anna carolina so i have a couple of other artists right now that are also in this kind of uh verge of converting from real life to nft and and yes i love that i i love sharing what i have learned through all this career life and like that's one of my passions to share what i've learned and to help other people as you know in any way that i can yeah, and that's and that's absolutely wonderful too, I have to say. And as you were going about working as an artist, creating pieces of art, portraits, and you know, collection, um, you know, pieces, so to say, were there a lot of let's say naysayers, detractors, people like you know Maria? Maybe you shouldn't be doing this, you know, Maria. Maybe there's something else you should be considering. You know, especially with like NFTs always. and stuff like that. So I can imagine like, you know, there's, you know, there's always, uh, I, I guess you could say, you know, negative people. They could either be, they could be friends, they could be family. These could just be other people in the industry. And and I'm sure everybody has their own motives, you know, behind it mm -hmm. as well. So I, I'm kind of curious, how much of that did you encounter? So um, I feel like there were more people maybe that didn't understood what I was doing. Sure. So for them was hard to understand and to comprehend, like why would people buy something online that was a digital that anybody can, what they say, like right click and save right. or, or like what was the value? What was a digital contract? Maybe it was more that people not having enough education about the space. So therefore having doubts about like, you know, how to, to really go about this. Yeah. But not a lot of like negativity. No, I, I I felt a lot of support actually from the people around me. They they really told me like you know this is something cool. We don't know what it is. We don't understand it. But you know go ahead and do it, and you know we will promote it if we can and support you. So okay. And the next so. question I have is a two part question, and it kind of ties into um, one or two of the questions I just asked. But what's the best part about being an artist and an nft artist and what's the worst part about being an artist and nft artist 
the best part i would say is the ability to showcase your artwork to anyone in the world it's like it's global it's not limited to a space or time um also the community of nft is very supportive they are very That's welcoming great. of other people they're very like you know support different projects so so that's what I love. It's just, it's not at all a competition. It's more like an encouragement of working together. And that's great. And that's, that's what I love because, you know, in the fashion world, for example, in the real art world, there is competition. There is, you know, I can imagine. Like, yeah. it's, it's tension out there. Without but naming names, like but do you have any direct competitors? You know, like I said, without naming names, but do you know of anybody or a group of people who are, actively competing with you and none that i know particularly uh <laughs> i've had people that have stolen my my artwork uh, yeah. or my my like clothes collection which i think is kind of like in a way it's like okay somebody is willing to risk their freedom right right because they can <laughs> somebody's go willing to, to go to jail for this <laughs> for these exactly like it means that i'm doing something good you know people the way you're looking it, at I'm it gonna continue doing it exactly i'm like okay you stole this one that's fine i'm gonna go make an, another 10 but don't worry. <laughs> right <laughs> and uh i guess i guess you may have answered it already the worst part about being an artist would you say it's things like people trying to steal your art especially if you spend tens or perhaps hundreds of hours maybe even years in some cases, creating something. And maybe I would imagine in this industry too, maybe it's hard to tell sometimes who your friends or enemies are too. That's what it sounds like to me. It, it can be that way. It can be that way. Yeah, it can, there's a lot of people that, you know, will, will come and I would call them like energy vampires, you know, <laughs> like the people right. that come to you and and they they start taking your time and your energy uh, without you even knowing yeah. about it that's a good way of uh, yeah the, saying it yeah energy vampires you have to definitely watch for yeah you never know because sometimes it could be people that are close to you and you don't know and you're giving all this energy yeah and it's hard oh, to I agree. break that cycle yeah it's uh I look at it this, it's like, you know, you finish talking with this person and you feel exhausted. You feel like you exactly. got to drink coffee or you got to take a nap or something. It's uh, it's like, why do I feel this way after speaking with this person? And you can't always put your uh, finger on it either. Like, uh, there's just sometimes you meet people and sometimes it's awesome. You feel reinvigorated. You feel energetic. And sometimes you're like, that was such a downer. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, yeah. you know, sometimes you have to kind of follow your gut. When it when it comes to that kind of stuff, and I would uh, yeah, I know those experiences to... make yes. you appreciate the good ones, the ones that invigorate yes. you and empower you. Yes, and I know you've you've uh, mentioned this already. I guess with some of the themes in your art, but what is your personal philosophy? My personal philosophy. Okay, so I believe that every day is the best day ever. I believe yeah. that magic happens when you believe in yourself and you create your life, you choose and you design your dreams to experience them in this reality through love because love is real and love is yeah. the glue 
of all these experiences, people, projects, and yeah. that's my philosophy of life. That's what I choose to believe that, you know, happiness overall, I like to see the life, the glass half full, half full right. always. I'm yeah. very positive. I know like no matter what happens in my day, there's always a solution for this. There's always something to learn from every experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's a very good way of, you know, conceptualizing or, or perceiving the world. And, you know, almost as a practical matter, it, it's almost pointless to be negative because let's say if if you're negative and you are right, then, you know, you didn't make any effort to, I guess, think of other solutions and you more or less accepted a possibility of something that has happened. So I feel that there's almost no value to be extracted from that. I do think if you're positive, um, on one hand, I think it makes you emotionally stronger, to be honest. But I think it also allows you to look at solutions and maybe not so obvious or, you know, subtle areas. So, you know, it, it seems to me it's like having a radar on and having a radar off, you know, type of, you know, type of thing. So I think if you're thinking positive, you can probably draw more from, uh, you know, experiences with people and situations and, you know, just anything, you know, when you go outside, maybe you see the ocean, you see the sky, or you see the rock, you see a rock or something like, you can draw from that. And I think if you're negative, I think you kind of shut shut off a lot of those, you know, types of, you know, types of abilities. And, you know, I, I never, just personally speaking, oh, by the way, I agree with you. I never saw a real value in being negative. Um, and by the way, even if you're right, it's almost, it's almost like a, it's almost pointless because you're just kind of uh, draining yourself, so to say, with, with, without exactly. any real good reason to. I would say like when you have negative emotions or when you feel sad or something like it doesn't feel right, yeah. there's always a way to channel that emotion and transform it into something. So for example, I'm going to read you a poem that Please I do. wrote sometime when I was sad and maybe the situation, you know, was sad, but I was able to transform it into something that now I can maybe inspired other people and it goes like this in every turn i see the ghost of love in the shape of death my soul can no longer believe that love can heal a broken heart That's wow <laughs> no and now you, know you got what? me thinking it's about like... it now it's like wow <laughs> where can i read that is that all is that actually online or is that just is that is that just your journal <laughs> I, it's one of my journals, yeah. Okay. Like, but I, what I'm going to do is eventually I'm going to take some of these poems and things that I have written in my books and I'm going to publish a book with those. So yeah. then, you can, then maybe you can have it like a coffee table book in your house. But. Yeah, because I was going to say it <laughs> kind of started dark, but it's uh, strikingly optimistic at the same time too. So <laughs> it's uh, – no, I, I like I like that, uh, that contrast to say the least. And – you know, and on an ending note, what advice would you give to anybody who's trying to do what you do? Because especially being a woman, being an entrepreneur, being a female artist, you know, there may be little girls who see what you're doing and they're going to think, you know, I can do that too. You know, they may be inspired by your very efforts in each step of this process. So 
you know, what, what advice or what good vibes would you put out there? Okay, so first of all, always know that whatever your dream is, it will come true. Like believe in yourself 100%. Surround yourself with people that will believe in you, that will uplift you, that will raise your energy. Um, read, you know, go out there, do your own investigations. Like don't just settle for one piece of article. Make sure that you you learn in this space because there's so much information it's constantly changing and evolving even with nfts we don't know the future of nfts like right. we're still trying to figure it out but but knowledge is your best friend like it's power you know knowledge is something that nobody can take away from you when you know something you are more confident about it right. you are more you're more strong you you know you can make things happen so i would say that information create your community make sure that if it's artwork what you wanna because it can be also music you know there are music nfts not only like paintings and artwork and it's gonna evolve into different things but as long as you have your community you are doing it every single day sharing using social media to let other people know about your project and what you're doing it's one of the best, I guess, pieces of advice that I can give you guys. It's something that has helped me. And that's how we met, you know, with, with right. Adam, just by somewhere out there in the yeah. Red Galaxy. <laughs> we connected. Yeah, and, and by the way, you know, the funny story is, is that, you know, we both know Joy. And, you know, like I mentioned, uh, her avatar on I think almost all of her social media, I think for the most part, is a one of your pictures of Miss Frey. And then, like I said, on other user profiles, I've seen that as well. So I guess those must be other collectors out there. And also, you know, I, I, I would have sworn I've already seen it in Miami before, too. I was just there a few months ago. So um, you know, like I said, I don't it's just association. And I have seen <laughs> Miss Frey, um, I guess you could say trademark, uh, you know, the, uh, the Miss Frey picture at numerous places, you know, over time. So, you know, I don't know if you call it a sign or, 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 or something like that, but, um, you know, I, I think there is something very um, transformative or transcending about art, um, maybe as to how, you know, we're all linked as people or something like something along Definitely, those Definitely 100%. And Joy is such a beautiful person. I feel like her energy, the, oh, yeah. the things that she creates and she believes she connects people together to all yeah. different outlets out there. She helps artists. She really like, she really did such beautiful write-ups about my work. She connected with it and you know, now we are connected through hair. So yes, art and, and the people that are supposed to be in your life, they will come in the right moment where you're prepared for it, when you're ready for it. And those people will help you kind of um, create more of what you're doing and bring other people together to help you. And that's the, you know, most beautiful thing that all humans are collaborating together they are doing something within each other you know it's not this individual like oh me 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 and competition right. no it's like us together what can we create what can we how can we use our mutual talents to bring something of value 
to the community, for example, right now, you know, we're using information and technology and, and the way you are putting out this beautiful live stream. Oh, thank for you. For <laughs> other people to know about this. So, no, thank you because it, would, it wouldn't be possible without you guiding. Uh, oh, you know, thank you. Well, you know, it's it's a great experience for me because I get to learn, but viewers get to learn. But also more importantly, you know, uh, blockchain is, is a very transformative technology. And I think it's more than just Bitcoin. And I think for people who don't like this, they like to dismiss it as that. Oh, it's just Bitcoin. Oh, it's just Ethereum. And I really do believe 99% of the success is actually going to be from use cases, whether it's supply chains or whether it's art. You know, and we're already seeing all of this, you know, play out. And listen, I like Bitcoin. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, there is a lot more to this, you know, so to say. There is a lot of substance behind many of these projects and many of these things happening. So I think with all of these very interesting projects going on, I think it would be nice if more people know about it. You know, it's not just Bitcoin price movements all day. There's a lot of other, in my opinion, cooler stuff going on out there, you know, making making essentially a asset a piece of art from essentially this code these algorithms you know this is you know this is something worth talking about this is something worth unpacking and and you know really you know digging into so you know your art is incredible and i would say to anybody uh if you're getting into nft art you're looking for somewhere to start you're looking to build your own collection, then I would say to anybody, start at missfray.io. So that's spelled F-R-A-I-S. Start there. Check out the website. You can go to the NFT section. You'll see the collection, and you can see the pieces that are available. You can read a bio about today's artist, Maria Tokareva, and you can also see the roadmap and, and how this technology works using Solana, using the phantom wallet to store your art securely so you know you don't have to worry about you know things like uh hackers and you know the usual the usual stuff that's that's out there and also you know art collections are not just going to be for let's say museums and you can just say you know the blue-blooded ultra wealthy now anybody anywhere can start building their collection and call themselves an art collector and really start where they are you know you know, they don't have to per se, let's say, go to cocktail parties at country clubs to start getting into, you know, art collection. You can really be where you are, whether it's where I am, where Maria is or anywhere. And you can just through your phone, through your laptop, through your desktop, start acquiring, start building your collection. And I guess you could say start feeling those feelings that a lot of art collectors do have. And I will say this from looking at different pieces of art myself, it does evoke feelings. And I would say to anybody. Give it a shot. You know, there's an NFT art gallery right here in New York City called Super Chief Art Gallery. You know, you can start there. You can even start at MissFray.io. Look at that gallery. See what comes to mind. And like I said, you know, it's, it is subjective. You know, your feelings. So there isn't one feeling that goes with this. But I will say what I took away from it is that most of the emotion is in the eyes. That is the part that jumped out to me the most. And what I thought, too, between the clothed portraits and the naked ones uh i thought the naked ones were kind of purer more vulnerable more open and the clothed ones are more guarded more cynical or you know uh just more questioning of things so but i'm not saying i'm right but you know 
like I'm saying, this is what I ended up taking away from it as a, you know, as I looked at it. So, you know, I would, I would behoove anybody check out missfray.io. start there and see what you feel. And you know what? Move through those feelings, see what you feel, move through it, see what you want to do, see what you want to get. And I have to say on an ending note, Maria, it was an absolute pleasure having you come on and discuss this. I think more people should understand this. And some of the best ways through conversation, you know, you can cover a lot of ground. You can break down complex, dense things into very, very much smaller, more engaging, you know, conversation pieces and talking bits. And I would say to anybody, too. Be on the lookout for Freycoin and the new platform coming up this year as well. And when it does, Maria, I think you should absolutely come back on and let's unpack it and go through it and show everybody what you're doing with Freycoin and uh, what you plan on doing with the platform. Definitely. I would love to come again. I would love to bring uh, some of my team as well That'd so they awesome. can share more of the technical side of it. And yes, Adam, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here with you, sharing this information, sharing this magic. And I wish you and everyone watching this to have the beautiful, most beautiful best day ever. And I believe in your dreams. Anyone that wants to reach out with any doubts or any questions, I'm happy to always share, you know, my knowledge and my information and my time. So that's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. I, I am, I, as we say, I'm leaving this conversation very fulfilled with energy, you know, you make my day really. So thank you so much. And thank you as well. I'm really excited to see uh, your projects play out this year in Freycoin and, you know, the expansion of your, of your collection and everything else. So I'll be rooting for you. Yay. And I wanted to ask you, is sure. this going to be able, so for the people who didn't, uh, who weren't able to, to be live with us today, is there a link or somewhere where we're going to be able to hear? Yes. So to answer that, so I will be putting out the Spotify link shortly for this. So for anybody Wonderful. who missed this, you can either go on Spotify to look at it. It's also broadcasting on Twitter and Facebook at the same time as well. Of course, you can find the LinkedIn live stream link uh, available as well that we are essentially on right now. But I would say since Spotify is so popular, I'm going to have that link up shortly. So for anybody who wasn't able to tune in, uh, listen, you can sit back and... <laughs> Put you know, listen. Put on your Bluetooth uh, earphones and just relax and listen to this. Wonderful, thank you, Adam. Thank you so thank much. You. Sending you a big hug here from Miami. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> sending you, <laughs> sending you a big you hug of sorts from still. chilly New York, <laughs> where it's uh, <laughs> all snow and ice up here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, have a beautiful night. Take care. And you as well. And I will see you very soon. Right. See you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.